Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to this special PCOS bonus episode of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And welcome to the second training that I have designed just for you, those of you who are at diet rock bottom and experiencing PCOS. In the last video, I talked about the three worst diets for PCOS. We talked about keto, Weight Watchers, and also low calorie. And of course, there are a bazillion other diets out there that I know so many of you have tried, 
But those are the top three right now that are really aggravating me. <laughs> so I know so many of you are wondering, what should you do instead? If you're not dieting, then what? There's actually a book with that title. It's fabulous. If not dieting, then what? Um, but what I'm going to be sharing for you is my top five tips to promote health with PCOS. This special bonus episode is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. It's a course I designed with you in mind, those of you who have tried every diet under the sun to help manage your PCOS, to fix it or whatever, um, you followed every recommendation you've given and nothing has helped or stuck long-term. I have a feeling you have really turned it on yourself and said, well, I just haven't tried hard enough. And I'm here to tell you that no, you have not been given the right tools. There's so much working against you because of diet culture that has kept you from tools that I think would actually help you feel better. And I've been working with women with PCOS for at least 10 years now, hundreds of women that I've been able to walk alongside with, what a privilege by, way, by the way, and to help figure out what works and what doesn't along the way to help them feel better while also healing from diet culture. And so I put this course together. It's 12 modules that are self-paced and you can totally download it. It's audio and um, visual, so whatever works better for you. There's also slides that you would have access to. And so if you're interested in finding out more details, getting on the wait list, enrollment does open up January 25th, 2018. I would love to see you on the wait list and I would love to see you in the course. So you can get on that wait list and get also um, connected to the email series where I'm gonna be sending out right to your email inbox the next video in this series. Um, get to that on my um, website, pcosandfoodpeace.com. That'll totally get you hooked up. If you enjoy this episode, I would totally appreciate a rating, a review, or subscribing to the show. It's a way that helps people to find this podcast with more ease. There's something about the algorithm that is just so mysterious, but that's one thing we've been able to glean, we podcasters, is that the more ratings and reviews that people give us, the more people can find us, which is what I want. I want everyone to feel at home in their own skin today. Yes, including you. So I appreciate in advance if you can spend an extra few seconds to do that. All right, enough of that. Let's get to this training. My top five tips to promote health with PCOS without dieting. To start off, I have a question for you. What support, direction, or information were you given when you were diagnosed with PCOS? Think about it for a second. Do you remember the first thing you were told? You know, how were you told to treat it? And were you given anything? Were you given any support? Were you given a team? Well, here's what I know to be true for most people. Most people are given a pamphlet. And I have this saying, PCOS is not a pamphlet disease. It's not. Maybe pink eye or maybe strep throat, maybe those are pamphlet diseases, but not PCOS. I have a story for you. A few years ago, I was getting my teeth cleaned by my dental hygienist. And you know when you're getting your teeth cleaned and they're like, how all their hands in your mouth and all those little instruments, they like to talk to you and ask you these questions, which I always think is funny because the only way I can answer is like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but my dental hygienist 
asked me what I did for a living. And I was telling her through the, my mumbles and jumbles, but somehow they always know how to figure out what you're saying, that I was a dietitian that helped people with PCOS. And she stopped everything and turned around and was like, wait, there's a dietitian for that? I was just given a pamphlet. And I said, no, not you too. PCOS is not a pamphlet disease. And here's why. PCOS affects every cell in your body. So a holistic approach or a big picture approach is very, very important. Did you know that PCOS has a genetic and environmental component and starts in your brain? It actually starts in the hypothalamus, that part of your brain. And what ends up happening is that it affects things like ovulation, of course, but also your mood. So if you are affected by depression or anxiety, you can possibly put the blame on PCOS. And it also affects your bone development because it affects vitamin D and a few other hormones associated with it. It also can cause dry eye and high insulin levels, high testosterone, so lots of hair, lots of weight changes, and also carb cravings, of course. So every cell of your body is affected by PCOS. And I wanna say that healthcare providers just don't get the complexity and severity of the PCOS experience. One of the reasons why is I don't think we healthcare providers really understand because we're lacking in research that we're used to for treating every other disease. We just don't have as much solid research behind it. And there's some other factors too that I'm gonna go into in a second. But I really, in, in the nutshell, I don't think most healthcare providers get how complex it is and how it really affects every part of your body. So let's talk about the outcome of this training. I wanna help you have a better understanding of your complicated PCOS physiology. If healthcare providers, if we're not gonna get it, I wanna make sure you get it so you can advocate for better care. I also wanna share with you some new ways to promote health. I know they're gonna be interesting and different, and that's just what you need. You've been hearing the same thing over and over again. It's time for you to hear something different that may actually help you feel better. And that brings me to the last one. All of these ways that I wanna share with you to promote health will not include agony. <laughs> it won't include torturous diets or painful exercise. I am a dietitian that is totally against those. I'm gonna share with you a little bit more in a second about why, but I promise that any of my suggestions, they aren't gonna hurt, because I feel like if they hurt, that's your body and your PCOS telling you that you should not be doing that. So you may be saying something right now that I wanna talk about. Let's put everything on the table. You may be saying, Julie, you don't have PCOS. So how do you really know the experience? And honestly, I can't say I understand. I can't, I don't have it. But I will say that I'm learning and after working with hundreds of women, I'm starting to appreciate the experience. But I wanna let you in on a little secret. I definitely did not get it for a very, very long time. I still remember my very first client with PCOS. I can't go into details, of course, but when I close my eyes and picture the experience, I can still feel how I was like, felt so ashamed and I just didn't know what to do. I, I can remember even feeling paralyzed and running over and getting a bunch of nutrition books and um, physiology books to look up certain things. And what I looked back into my notes, all I saw was that we were supposed to treat 
PCOS like prediabetes. And here's the thing. I remember this person, along with hundreds of other women, were already doing all of that. They were already cutting out carbs or even eating very little or looking at glycemic index. They were already trying to lose weight. They were doing everything to try to fix their PCOS and it wasn't getting them anywhere. So at this point in my career, I was an eating disorder specialist. I was someone that really wasn't too much into working with diabetes or working with high cholesterol. I really helped, liked helping people with their relationship with food. I consider myself a partner on someone's food peace journey. And what ended up happening is that so many women that I talked to who had this complicated relationship with food also had this condition called PCOS. And then over time, I started seeing some women who weren't diagnosed with PCOS, but they looked just like the clients who did. And when I say looked, I mean they had the same kind of lab work, the same kind of complaints. And so I was like, huh, maybe you should go to your OBGYN or your endocrinologist and ask them if you have this because it looks like you do. And they did. And you know what else was happening at this very same time? It was really this like um, ethical dilemma time of my career. But this is when I was starting to appreciate that diets really don't work. And not just in that fluffy kind of way that I think body positive people on Instagram like to talk about diets not working, but really, I was starting to appreciate that diets really don't work. And what I mean is that I was getting to this point in the research, you know, digging really deep and finding that for at least 80%, if not 95%, of folks who start a diet will regain the weight by the two-year mark. So what that means is for someone who starts a diet, if they're in the majority, in the 80 to 95%, two years after they start that diet, they will have regained all of the weight. And for one-third to two-thirds of that same group, they'll have regained more of that weight. Here's the thing that I know about you. There's a really high likelihood that you're in that group. And for the people who are able to lose weight and keep it off, I guess it's possible, but it's not necessarily going to happen for most people. And, and actually, I will say it's more the, the exception than the rule. And so as I was starting to come to terms with it, because up until this point, I really was a diet pusher. I really was seeing women with PCOS going through the ringer with diets. And so I was like, well, if it's not going to work for anyone... Why would it work for PCOS? And you know what everyone says to treat PCOS. They say, well, you should just lose weight. Isn't that what we always hear? Well, that's something that I had a really big problem with because I was coming to terms with it. So when I researched PCOS more, what I found is that the high circulating insulin levels that are so very common with PCOS, along with the high circulating testosterone, makes that scale not move. And there's this, this process that happens in everyone's body called oxidation and inflammation. You may have heard especially of inflammation, but this is a process that our body goes through constantly so we can use oxygen and the food that we eat just to stay alive. There ends up being some byproducts and the body kind of gets rid of them and fixes it. Well, when a woman has PCOS, this process is so much more hardcore or heavy duty, there's just so much more heavy lifting having to go on because of the hormonal imbalance. So what ends up happening is that there's this chronic state of inflammation. And when a person's body is in a chronic state of inflammation, insulin goes even higher. 
And something I want you to keep in mind about insulin is insulin is actually a growth hormone. It's not something that you can just ignore and pursue weight loss. It's actually a growth hormone. So until it's attended to, weight's not gonna go anywhere. It may the first few times you try to diet, but after that it won't. And I wonder if that's why you're here listening to this today because you're in that place where you tried it so many times and it hasn't worked anymore. Just know you didn't fail and your body is just doing what it knows to do. So when I was at this point in my career, what I ended up doing was trying to find some training for PCOS. And everyone that I found was so knee deep in this diet culture that it just wasn't gonna work for me. When I work with someone who's in eating disorder recovery, if they go on any diet, it could cause a relapse. And we know eating disorders have the highest mortality rate of any mental illness. So I'm not gonna be a part of that. So if I was gonna work with with women with uh, PCOS who were also in recovery, then I needed to find another way. And thankfully, I met Monica Woolsey. She's a dietitian out of Arizona, and she had, at the time, something called insist training. Do you like how she did that with assist? Um, but she was someone that's a hormone expert. She has since retired from the profession, but she was fabulous So because she, she helped me to understand the endocrinology. Like we had whiteboards out and we were you know, spelling out all the endocrine system and how it, the steps were happening with PCOS. So I got to really understand the physiology. And she helped me get that pursuing weight loss really was not an option for PCOS to help treat it. And pursuing weight loss should not be the primary treatment. And I know that's what most people do. But honestly, I've come to appreciate that that doesn't work. And I know you found that too. So I did this for a while. And in my little tiny town of Greensboro, North Carolina, I think I saw every single person with PCOS. Well, then I got a very big surprise voicemail. So I'm a 42-year-old mother of two in a very small Southern town. I never, ever in a million years thought a reality TV show would call me to be a part of it, but they did because Greensboro, North Carolina happens to be the home of Whitney Way Thor, and she is the star of the reality show, My Big Fat Fabulous Life. She also happens to have PCOS and is in recovery for an eating disorder, and they called me up to be a part of the show. Well, you know what happens after that. I ended up being on the show, had a great time, and then I got lots and lots of calls from people who were wanting help with the PCOS who lived in so many places around the world. So then I started doing virtual work and I got more used to doing that. And I've been doing it ever since. And after that, I also started the Love Food Podcast. If you love podcasts and you have a complicated relationship with food, I think you would really enjoy it. And actually, you may have actually found me there. And that's why you're listening now. And the Love Food Podcast is one that I am sure it's like once a month, I have a letter from someone who has PCOS. It's a really big part of what I do now. And it's the only way I can see myself going forward is helping people recover from their eating disorder, recover from being at diet rock bottom, or recovering from uh, body hate, along with healing their PCOS. I'm so glad that I got the training to help people to do it without diets, and I can't wait to show you how to do it. All right, so now we are gonna go through my top five tips to take charge of your health with PCOS. So number one, are you ready? I feel like we need a drum roll. (laughs) So number one is stop being a slave to the scale. If you did see me on My Big Fat Fabulous Life, this is one of the things that I mentioned to Whitney. I said, stop weighing yourself. 
One thing I know to be true is weight loss is not a behavior. It's not something you can control. And working with PCOS, I learned that it is not calories in, calories out, especially with PCOS. And you may wonder why. Well, I mentioned earlier about the high circulating insulin and testosterone with women with PCOS. And these are two hormones that will affect the scale. And when, again, insulin is a growth hormone, so it's something that will keep your weight going up as long as it's high. And trying to lose weight when insulin is high is sort of like brushing your teeth while eating Oreos. It's just not gonna work. And so what I encourage people to do is to stop being a slave to the scale. Because what I mean is, and I wonder if actually if you can relate to this, is you may have been changing some behaviors, maybe moving your body more and eating breakfast every day and doing things where it just feels like you're energized for once. You're not feeling the fog as much and you probably feel stronger and healthier. I know what happens to so many people. They get that craving, that curiosity. Huh, I wonder if I've lost weight. Maybe even your clothes are feeling different. And so curiosity just leads to getting on the scale. And what happens for so many people is the number just doesn't look the way they want it to. Maybe it had gone up. Maybe it went down, but just a smidge. Or maybe it stayed the same. We know you're healthier because you can tell you're energized. And I think having PCOS, that's something you know. You can tell when your body's in the right place. And when the scale doesn't show what you want, for so many people, that sends them into a tailspin that leads to restricting and dieting and binging, lots of what the heck eating happens after people get on the scale. And so I see that as something that is super harmful for your PCOS. So let's just not get on the scale to begin with. And I appreciate how tough that is. I really do. But if you want to try something different, it's something that I would encourage you to do. And along with stop checking your weight, I would also encourage you to put diets on the back burner. And if you were born after 1989, 1990, you may not know what the back burner is, and that's okay. But for those of us who were born before that, you may know what that means. And so what I'm saying is, what if you didn't necessarily put weight loss as what you are attending to right now? And for those of you who are born after 1989, 1990, another kind of metaphor is if you have lots of tabs up on your computer the one that um, is showing that for weight loss, what if you just minimize that screen and you put it down? It may be still something that you want. It may be still something that you want to put attention to. What if you actually just put it on the back burner? Or what if you just minimized it and didn't put it as your goal set for right now? And I say that because if I can help you to step back just for like three to six months to not check your weight and to not diet, at about the three to six month mark, your body will replete so many of the depletions that happens from that chronic inflammation that you will feel so much better and you will know that the pursuit of weight loss and the diets were making you feel awful. They weren't helping. And it'll also help you kind of reset a little bit so then your body won't feel quite as... um, loud and noisy. It'll be easier to do things like intuitive eating work or non-diet type of nutrition work. So I know it's a hard sell, 
but it's one of the things that I see really helping long-term. And I also appreciate that that makes me a rebel in this whole PCOS world because, again, pursuing weight loss and dieting is the primary treatment that's recommended by most health professionals. I know that makes me a rebel, but I also want to say those haven't worked, so why not try something different? And you can always go back to them. You know, three to six months from now, if you try it, well, you could go back to it. It's always there if you want it. And I also want to say, I hope you know what I'm pulling for. (laughs) I don't necessarily want you to go back to that. So moving on to number three. So cravings, weight gain, um, brain fog, the no periods or heavy periods, those are all symptoms of PCOS. And I find so many people are trained just to ignore things like cravings or to ignore the the, um, mood changes that happen or to fight your weight to try to fight it off. And I want to consider, or I want you to consider rather an alternative. And this is where I'm a a rebel again. So instead of avoiding them or fighting them, what if you actually just said hello to your symptoms? And what I mean, I think it helps to tell you a story. When I was pursuing a graduate degree in mental health counseling, I had a professor who was amazing and he had all these different ways at looking at mood and and things just like uh, how our brain talks to ourselves. And he mentioned something about anxiety. And I know for a lot of us, I, I myself have an anxiety disorder and maybe that's why it spoke to me. But one of the things he mentioned is when you're feeling anxious and tr- instead of trying to avoid it, he said, what if instead you say said hello to it? What brings you here right now? And that has really stuck with me. It's really helped me with my own anxiety disorder, but it also is something that I've brought to my clients with PCOS, and I've seen it to be really helpful. And it helped me to really appreciate, especially someone without PCOS, that PCOS has a special language. I do believe that you with PCOS, your body talks to you in a different way than my body talks to me. And I don't necessarily think that Um, I do think that your body does let you know what it needs, and I think that your body is one that you can rely on for hunger and fullness cues and that you can trust it. I just think your body has a different language, and getting to know that language and becoming fluent in that helps you to know which way to go to treat your PCOS. All right, moving on. I want to move on to number four, and with number four, I kind of alluded to it a little bit but I kind of had to hold myself back because I really wanted to save it for this one. But I do want you to remember that you are the expert of your body. I do think you can trust what your body is telling you. And what I mean by that, remember before you were diagnosed with PCOS, do you remember just knowing that something was not right and you could tell that something was going on on your body and you went to doctors and healthcare providers and no one seemed to really be bothered by it or they didn't think it was a big deal or they just told you things like, oh, you just are eating too much or or you just need to move your body more and it's just in your head. Oh my gosh, whenever I hear those kinds of things, I get so angry. But it happens so often. And so no wonder you probably don't feel like you really are the expert of your body But before you were diagnosed, your body was telling you something. And whenever someone thinks that 
you don't really know what you're doing or that you're just not eating well or you're not exercising well or something like that, don't take it because you are the expert of your body. I do think PCOS has a different language, yet once you are fluent in it and in tune with it, you can advocate for better healthcare. Well, how do you do that? Well, I think number five is really, really important. I don't think you have enough self-compassion. And I don't really know you that well yet. We're still tr- you know, getting to know each other. But I think having PCOS, you need more self-compassion than a lot of other people. Because you have been trained to not trust your body. You may also have a lot of resentment for your body. I don't know how old you are or how long you've been through your PCOS journey, but for many people, it's led them to not be able to have babies or for their weight to go up and they don't like that or for their mood to feel really excruciatingly um, painful and to also have all these other symptoms. And you know what? That is something that you need more self-compassion because having PCOS is really challenging. It's really hard. What ends up happening for so many people that I um, am beginning to work with is they talk about how they have all these shoulds in their heads. I should be exercising more. I should be eating less carbs. I should be not eating after seven o'clock. I should be working harder. I should have more willpower. And you know what I think about all those shoulds? I'm like, you're shooting all over yourself. Do you like that little thing? I'm trying to keep it clean here, but really picture what you know I'm trying to say because those shoulds are getting you nowhere. You know what shoulds end up doing? They lead to this really common scientific name, what the heck effect. (laughs) So basically, once a person is shoulds all over the place with their food and exercise, if you can kind of picture it like a pendulum, it's pulled in one direction And then eventually the body can only take so much. And so then eventually the brain says something like, oh, what the heck, I'm just gonna have these M&Ms or I'm gonna have these biscuits. And then once it starts, a person will feel so ashamed that they just keep going and going and going. It leads to things like the last supper effect, which it's kind of like, well, I might as well get it while I can before the diet starts tomorrow. And if you experimented with more self-compassion, What I know can be true is those shoulds end up being paused and listened to and then rewritten. Because when you hear those shoulds, like, I should have more willpower. Well, how I'd encourage you to rewrite something like that and to be more self-compassionate is to say, it's not about willpower. Weight loss is not a behavior. I'm trying really hard and there's not a lot of research behind PCOS. I've been doing the same thing over and over again, and it's not working. I am not, I'm not an exception. Diets aren't working for me, and they don't work for most people. I need to find another way. Self-compassion basically taps into that caring grown-up voice. I call it your adult voice. Um, I often think of the shoulds as the parenting voice and the what the heck effect as the rebellious teenager. (laughs) So, you know, when you uh, apply more self-compassion and you really pay attention to that noise that's happening and try to rewrite it, it gets you more in touch with that grown-up voice, that that adult in there who can direct you where to go. 
I often think about how you have your own innate wisdom. It's just peeling back the layers to get to it and trusting it and feeding it. And I hope that as we go through this training series, we can help you get to that adult voice, reunite with it, and really work on rekindling that relationship. So then you can rely on it to directly direct you where you need to go on your food peace journey. Hey there, thank you so much for joining me on this special PCOS bonus episode of the Love Food Podcast. I'm so glad we had a chance to connect and be on the lookout for the third video in the series where I talk about ways to advocate and get just better care from your healthcare providers. Certainly as we entertain the idea of moving away from diets, you may come up against a lot of pressure to go back towards diets. And honestly, I think diets are harmful for PCOS. And the more that I get a chance to teach you about that, I have a feeling you're gonna be on the same page with me. And so a lot of people say, Julie, I need help on advocating for myself. And something I wanna just throw out there is that you know, you shouldn't have to advocate for yourself to get better care with PCOS. And you may find if you have a couple things that you can say, like mantras, that it'll just make things a smidge easier or a lot easier. Kind of just depends. So I hope they help. So be on the lookout for that next video released in just a few days. This uh, podcast episode was brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. I would love to see you on the wait list. And also by getting on the wait list, that next video that is going to be offered in the series will then get delivered right to your email inbox so you won't miss a beat. And you can do that by going to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. All right. I will see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.